Hey everyone, we appreciate you listening. We'll get into the show in a bit, but just want to mention, go check out our Twitter page, at Midcourt Madness, for all of our show updates, as well as some breaking news tweets. Also, check out our website, where we post all of our writing at midcourtmadness.wordpress.com. Here's the show. On today's Midcourt Madness, Kansas dominates Baylor. Arizona has probably the best week in all of college basketball by beating UCLA and USC. They just have a monopoly on those Los Angeles teams, Biggs. And UNC sucks. Let's get into it. All right, Biggs, the big, the big game from the past few days and really a dud of a game was the North Carolina-Duke game in which Coach K gets a 20-point win in his final trip to Chapel Hill. Um, there's sort of an uproar. Do you see there's an uproar about North Carolina like not doing anything for him? And then not only did they not do anything for him, they honored Roy Williams. I didn't. I didn't pay any attention. I told. I told you on Saturday. I'm like. I'm changing the channel. I'm watching a different game. I'm not dealing with the uh, the pageantry and the annoyingness of it. It got to be. The game was supposed to start at five, and it was about five twenty. I'm looking down. I'm like, all right. Is this? Did John just fall asleep and forget to text me? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you told me not started yet. They yeah, really you told me the hell out of that. I mean, Kansas yeah, Baylor was a was a blowout, but like that thing could have gone to three overtimes, and we still wouldn't have missed anything from that game. It was amazing. Yeah, and I'm just I'm just completely out on this North Carolina team, and and I know like a month or two ago you said that you were already out and that you knew that you were more out than I was, which is true, and you're probably still more out, but just uh, they get down like what was it, fifteen to two, early on. Um, they sort of battle back a little. Brady Manick, to his credit, had a great game. He, he was about the only one. I guess Leaky Black did a good job on Palo. I can we we shit on Leaky Black quite a bit, but he did, did you a good know job. Griffin though too, <laughs> a little because ah, like Baycock got in foul trouble very early, which it was stupid they had him on on Palo right away. And from that point, I think it was mostly Leaky on Palo. Um, <clears throat> but you know, like the saying that, like the little cliche that the most important times of the game are the first and last two minutes of each half. Well, the start of the first half, they're down 15-2. They battle back, get down to like 11 at halftime. And then Duke goes on a 10-0 run to start off the second half. That was the story of the game. They, they got outscored essentially 27-4 to or something in the first four minutes of the yeah. game and a half combined. Yeah, it was ridiculous. The rest of it didn't. Uh, and, and I texted you like, I'm, I'm getting so sick of watching Caleb Love. The guy, and I tweeted this during the game, like all – seven other losses i shouldn't say all at least five out of their seven losses this game script has been they get down like five points early or something like that like not not an insurmountable insurmountable deficit by any means but it's like caleb love and rj davis thinks there's a five point shot and they just keep chuck they just start chucking it up right away and then it gets down by seven or and then nine and 13 and 18 and whatever and that's why they they keep losing by 30 against these good teams Every single good team they've played, almost. I mean, they, they lost. They lost huge to Kentucky. They lost huge to Tennessee. They lost huge, obviously now to Duke, Miami, Wake Forest. I mean, they've gotten absolutely crushed in some of these games. It's not. It's not that they're they're playing these teams down to the wire. And like, remember a couple of years ago when they were when they were god awful the Cole Anthony year. How many games did they lose that season by like <clears throat> a buzzer beater or like in overtime? Had, I swear to God, they, they lost seven or eight games on buzzer beaters or overtime games where it's like, okay, you make a free throw. You can kind of talk yourself into, okay, we're awful, but like, man, you get, it's kind of like the Vikings this year, you know, where it's like, well, man, you know, that, that field goal at the end, you know, if we could have gotten this break or that break. And, and this Carolina team, though, it's like you you say you're you're so sick of watching Caleb Love and, and R.J. Davis, and, and I, you know how I feel about both those guys. And, and I almost was like having a, like a crisis though over the weekend thinking like, it's not just Caleb Love's fault that we're getting just absolutely destroyed. I mean, I think it's like – it's almost getting worse. It's like – I don't know. There's so many problems. You know I mean? they're It's rough, man. They're bad. I don't understand. It's hard to explain how bad they are, and I don't think it's necessarily just a, a fix of, you know, one guy. I, I almost wonder if it's – I'm almost worried that it's like a systemic thing. Like this entire roster just kind of needs – it. it you just got to get them out. There's so many guys right now that just aren't North Carolina basketball players. 
Yep, they need a roster overhaul. Um, and by the time like a roster overhaul could be completed, like they're and I don't want to get too far ahead of my skis here. I'm not I'm not the type of fan who gets down on a coach halfway through the first season. Um no. but eventually like people are gonna start calling for his head too. Well, like do, do do North Carolina fans have patience for four years? That I that that you would probably know better than I would. Um I, I don't really I try not to take the temperature. I, I I'm I'm with you on this. Like I do not like blaming the coach or like thinking about the coach and this kind of stuff. Like I, I just kind of look at it from a, okay, like this isn't, this is just like, it's bad right now. And mm-hmm. Hubert's a first year coach. I didn't love the hire at the beginning anyway, but I'm not going to be a person who is like, Hey, this team would be way better with Wes Miller. Like the team doesn't care. They've got guys yeah. who legitimately just don't care after the game. They were like, yeah, we did. We didn't have, we didn't have the energy. It's like, uh, what the fuck we're playing Duke. Yeah. Why don't you have the fucking yeah. energy? You know, like this is if you can't get up to play Duke, like what are you getting up for? And I, I think the issue is just that so many of them, they, they want to get to the NBA. They want to get their contract. They want to get money. And in the NBA, too, it's the, it's the same kind of thing where these trash ass teams, these guys get they get paid monster contracts and they just. Winning is kind of one of those things where it's like, well, it'd be nice to do, but I'm going to get paid. And, and, and this team just they play like that. You know, I'm projecting that but a little bit, but like. They just, it doesn't seem like they care if they really win that, like win or not, you know, and I'm sure they all want to win. Right. But like, they just, they don't seem like they play like with any sort of uh, like they, like losing is not an option kind of thing. Like, you know, I'm sounding super, super cliched sportsy, like, but they just, they don't play with any effort. They don't play with any fire. They don't play together. It's just five individuals out there playing and, and sometimes they make a shot and sometimes they don't, but they just don't play like a team whatsoever. And I don't know who to blame. Uh, I blame love and, and Davis probably the most, yep. you know, but it just feels like it's a team of a bunch of individuals who don't really care that much. And unfortunately yeah. I don't know how you fix that other than like, you've got to identify those types of, I don't know how you identify that in recruiting, but I feel like you've got to find guys that, that really care. And, and that's kind of a double-edged thing because it's like, well, if you got a bunch of guys who are just willing to slap the floor and bleed blue, uh, you know, you end up with a team of guys who probably should be playing at UNC Greensboro. You know, like you need you need dudes. Obviously, you've got to get like your high-end dudes. Like not every, like I don't think Paulo Bancaro gives a fuck whether Duke wins the title this year probably. But you, So you need some high-end talented guys, but they don't have high-end talented guys. They're high-end talented guys, high-end, I, I have in quotations, are just kind of like, eh. And they also don't play to use like a hockey reference. They're like, they all like have like the, they're like second line talent players who should be playing like third line grinders, but they play like their first line all-star types. And it's like, you're not that good. Like they need to take the grinder mentality and they all think like we're showtime. And it's like, you're not good enough to be showtime. I don't know. You know what I mean? I I feel like I'm rambling a little bit, but I, yeah, I was no, supposed to let no, you I, I, on the Davenport of love here. Oh no, I, I got my my rambling out. I, you know, I just think it's a. I think it's sad. Like going into this game, I did not think that they were going to win. Okay. No, but there's no excuse for you know this is your biggest rivals, and uh, you you probably see these guys like in pickup games over the summer. To be quite honest, I, I don't know how that works in that area, but you guys you probably see these guys. You're probably talking shit. And then you come out completely flat. And I don't want I don't want this to turn into only focusing on the bad side because there was a very good side in this game. And and I, I hate saying these words, but it's Duke. Like they came out, they and to put simply, they punched North Carolina in the mouth. And I then a lot of places. What's that? I feel like they punched them in a lot of places. They punched them. They kicked them in the mouth. And not not just metaphorically. I'm pretty sure they actually did it like while going for rebounds. No, I'm kidding. It, the the whole Titus and Tate like the refing was bad on both sides. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm actually kidding. I, mean, I, I have no complaints about the refs. But going no. back to this, um, you know, they punch him in the mouth. North Carolina gets a like gets it back to where they could have made a run in the second half and possibly made it game. But North, Duke punched them in the mouth again. And got that lead back to 20-plus again and coasted to a very easy victory. Yeah, I, 
I have a hard time separating myself and looking at it much from a Duke perspective here. I mean, I look at it from Carolina's like, and, and again, I just, I keep coming back to like this team. They just, they play with no passion and effort. And it's like, if you have a bunch of guys, it makes no sense to me because if you've got a bunch of guys who want to get to the professional level and they want to get paid, um, getting your asses handed to you in your biggest games is not a great impression. Nope. You know, you're not making I, a great impression when you cannot hang tough against anyone good. Well, either one of Caleb, like if Caleb Love and RJ Davis left this year, they're not being drafted. Oh, God, no. No, 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 absolutely not. And I honestly, I think that scares me a little. Like, I'd rather them transfer than come back. Yeah, I think, I think maybe keep one, but. Out of the two, I'd keep, I'd keep RJ Davis out of the two. Yeah, I probably would too. Yeah. I don't know. They just—they need a lot, man. I mean, Leaky Black's bad. He's been—he's played too long. He's been at Carolina too long. He needs to be gone, you know. And and, and Davis and Love are just kind of—I don't know—they're just like shot happy guards who happen to score every once in a while. But God, they just—it seems like they have no sort of feel for the game. And we've talked about this over and over again with with Caleb Love, especially like when the dude decides I'm going to shoot it, hell or high water, like he, he's going to shoot the ball, and it don't matter. And, but I mean, well, it's dude. It's, it's like, like that the game. Guy has more turnovers than assists. Yeah, it's like that game against Louisville. I don't know if you watched the end of that, but they're up to forty seconds. No, they're up to like 40, 40 to forty-five seconds left. They get the ball past half court. He's dribbling it, and he sort of he like gets past half court. He's dribbling with his left hand. He like turns around to like almost like relieve himself of the pressure, but he's so unaware yeah. that a second defender might be sort of looping around the corner to steal it. The yeah. guy steals it, lays it in, sends it overtime. He's so careless with the ball; it's ridiculous. And yeah, there's about three or four NBA times. There, there's about three or four times on Saturday he just dribbled it off his foot. Yeah, yeah. He had four turnovers against Duke, four turnovers against Wake Forest, uh, four turnovers against Notre Dame, four turnovers against Kentucky. Uh, here, here, here's, here's. We've already talked way more Caleb Love and R.J. Davis than I wanted to. I, I wanted. Yeah, to, should, I, should we just cut it off? Let's yeah, like, screw that. Rip the I, I don't off. want to say anything more about Carol. Uh, John, I, I, I'm in a dark place. <laughs> I have gotten to a dark place where I almost – I'm not as good a fan as you. I, I will admit it. I am at the point now, and, and I know this is not a uh, – Carolina doesn't get to draft high if they keep losing, so there's really no incentive for, like, losing and missing the tournament. I kind of – once they were getting their asses kicked by Duke, I was like, you know what? I hope this gets as bad as possible. Mm-hmm. Just so it's like maybe maybe these idiots will get the message at some point. You know, like how bad does it have to get before it's like, wow, maybe take a look in the mirror kind of thing. Yep. And that's almost – I'm kind of at the point as well, a fan where I'm like, you know what? I hope this just gets really ugly for them. But I know that that ultimately doesn't really help anything. If that were know. to happen at any point this year, it would have happened during the Wake Forest game. It would have happened during the Miami game. It would have happened during the Kentucky game. It would have happened during the Tennessee game. Yeah. If it would have – if it, if they were to come to that, like, little uh, – I don't even know – that revelation that they need to play hard, it would have happened already. So it's not going to happen. Do you blame? Do you blame the head coach for that? I part of it. Part of it's getting your guys ready for sure, and I don't think Hubert's a bad guy. Like, oh no, I, so, no one so does. I, I, and that's my point. I heard this about Kirk Cousins. We're both Vikings fans. I keep saying that every time I bring up the Vikings, I say those exact words. We're both Vikings fans. We are. But we are both Viking fans. Some some, some reporter was talking about Kirk Cousins and saying like how he he's like a robot quarterback. Like he says exactly the right thing in press conferences. But it's just robotic. Like he will never go off, off, uh, script. off script, off script ever. It's always, it's just automatic. It's like a button you press. I feel like that's Hubert Davis. Like you hear, like you, you hear him speak in interviews and conferences. It's like everything's perfect. Like oh yeah, yeah, everything's perfectly manicured. I mean, he's got the media. He's got the media savvy thing. Uh, honestly, though, I, I think at some point here, like I think media savvy would, unfortunately. God, see, I, I'm a 30 year old, so I don't think the way that probably you want to you want to appeal to like 17 year olds. You're always recruiting, right? I do think it would be smart of him to have some sort of big soundbite where he just goes, "Yeah, we play with no effort, and it's pathetic. Yeah, it's not good enough." I, I want I want to hear that. You know, I do too, but I I don't know if uh, then and then you have you know like woke fans being like, "Oh, Hubert's getting paid all this money and just yelling at us." His poor unpaid labor players, you know, someone get mad about it, you know, and, and that's what sucks. But I do think, I mean, the one thing that the one thing that really resonated with me a little bit was 
I think it was it was our guys Titus and Tate talking on Sunday about this and how you know Roy would have taken out the starters two minutes into the game. Yeah, he said, you know what? Screw yeah. it. We're gonna put on the walk-ons. We're gonna get our asses kicked. We're gonna get we're gonna get our asses kicked with dudes who actually care. Yeah, and and I guess they don't do that. But I think what's damning about that is how little do you trust your depth? And I know that's more than that's more than Dawson Garcia stepping away from the team. Or Anthony yep. Harris can hear. I mean, they just don't have anybody that they seem to trust. They're getting nothing out of their freshmen. Um, you know, there's there's uh, just a lot of roster holes right now, and there's not a lot of depth, or just guys that you feel like, hey, Caleb Love plays like a dipshit. You know, we pull yep. his ass, put in someone else. They don't have that, which is a is a problem. That's not a problem you can fix this year. You know, that's something had, you got to build up. They had eleven bench points, and I see six of those are from. Dunn and Styles, and they respectively played two and three minutes each. So that tells me those are garbage, garbage time points. So yeah. they really had five bench points, and those were Kerwin and Walton's. It's, He's regressed, but yeah. I, I, I'm off of UNC. That game yeah, did not go. Here's the thing. I will about? say this. Duke, um, I don't honestly come away with this feeling a lot different about Duke. I, I will say the biggest difference, I think, is that obviously AJ – AJ Griffin has he has really very exploded well. for them, yep. and and that does I think make them all that that makes them scary. I mean, if you have, I think they were there was some there was some time there early in the year where okay you have Bancaro and you have Wendell Moore who's playing awesome. Bancaro I think is prone to having some stupid game. Like you even saw it on Saturday. The dude I think gets a little too into himself and starts dribbling around and like he had he some, some careless turnovers shit. where he would have it at like a high post and would just be like holding. I think, I think he, just, I think he yeah. just kind of gets a little – he gets he gets like he's feeling himself a little too much and he's like, I'm mellow. You know what I mean? Like he just – time for me to go to work kind of deal. I, I think he doesn't really play in the structure of their team, which I think is going to bite them in the ass eventually. So I felt the same thing about that 2019 team, which was way I, more talented than this one. But they don't play together. They just have more talent and they overwhelm you. Um, yeah. But A.J. Griffin coming along gives them just another kind of high-octane dude who can – I mean, put up 27 on like 12 shots. He's that good. I I could see this team being the I think it was was it twenty seventeen where they lost to South Carolina in the second round of the tournament as, as like a two seven game. I could yeah. also see it I could also envision the twenty fifteen team where they win the national title and that's just like word vomit to me. The but yeah, let's move on. Okay. Uh let's see what other games do you have from Saturday? I know I think you, you were texting about that Kansas Baylor game quite a bit. Yeah, I tell you what, you were more right about Kansas than I was. I was I went into that game thinking I could see Baylor kind of just kind of sticking it to them here. I feel like Baylor's come a long way as a program where I, I I don't know, I'm a little worried about Kansas and I just couldn't get out of my head how they got their asses handed to them by Kentucky. And I uh, should have known. We've seen Kansas do that for years upon years upon years. They play teams that are kind of in their range in terms of talent and for whatever reason at Fog, they just blow the doors off them. And that was like a vintage kind of dominant Kansas flexing its muscle as one of the top programs in the country kind of game on Saturday. Yeah, they, won by like, was, they were up by over thirty at one point in the second half. I mean, it was it was surgical. Yeah, and this this is probably more of a dominant victory than Duke's win over North Carolina because that like North Carolina oh. at least got it got it down to like eleven. Like this game, I'm looking at the game flow on ESPN like. And like it shows like the graph of like score for Kansas and then score for Baylor as a as the game progresses, it continually increases the entire game. Um, and Baylor, they were just flushed. Like they shot thirty percent from the field. And well, I just I I think the other thing is that we feel a lot better about Baylor than we do North Carolina. I mean, consider the opponent. I mean, Baylor is a good team, right? I mean, it's not like I mean we we just spent we just spent twenty minutes bitching and moaning about how crappy Carolina is, and it's a team realistically they might not make the tournament. Baylor realistically went into Saturday as like a we might be a one seed. Yeah, and, and Kansas uh, just absolutely stoned them. So who are you more worried about then, Baylor or North Carolina? Well, I mean, I, I think I'm we're getting. Ah, you got me. <laughs> um, but no. So I'm just want to pull up Lenardi here. Has he has he updated this since Saturday? No, he hasn't. Lenar is sleeping on it. He hasn't updated it since Friday. We're, we're this, recording this Monday night. We uh, we were this lazy dude on sleep Sunday. in February or what? I mean, what's what's up with that? Uh, this is annoying. 
Yeah, he, <laughs> he's got to get his hibernation out of the way. <laughs> but no, and like, I'm looking like where did where did Kansas like sort of dominate? Were, were they just that good defensively? I see like Baylor had twenty nine percent from the field. Yeah, Baylor had nine more shot attempts. Like a lot of times you see these game, it, it's turnovers or it's more they dominate on the rebounds. I would be willing to bet. No, Kansas did win on the rebounding it. I suppose that's because Baylor missed everything. Um, but no, Baylor just couldn't find the bottom of the rim or the bottom of the net. And I feel like they've they've had that a little bit. I mean, where when they've gotten in trouble, it does seem like, um, you know, James Akinjo, he went over eleven in this game. You know, and and, and I know we I've touched on this a few times here this year. All of the the James Akinjo kind of like love fest hype train kind of thing has like gotten a little weird for me. It's like this dude's on his third school. Like if he were as good as some of the people are claiming, I don't know, he w- he wouldn't be on his third school. You know, and and, and like I, I think he's a nice player, but like he's not he's not an elite point guard, right? He's a, he's a fine piece. Adam Flagler is like he's he's a good player, but like is he is he like the catalyst of a of an offense that for a team that's like in the top, you know, the best team in the country? I, I just don't think so. I, I think I think, like you kind of like to say, like I think they got a little ahead of their skis. You know, they were just kind of playing above their head a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still think it's a really good team, but I don't think it's a team that's going to win by piling up points. I think when they get in trouble, the offense can look maybe not this bad. I mean, this is probably an uh, an excessive, you know, nadir. But I think when they get held back, it's because their offense can get stuck in the mud a little bit. Yeah, and I, I wonder, like, do they need it all to be like, you know, I hate to say it because I don't want any teams to turn into this. Do they need to be have almost have that Virginia, you know, win games in the fifty mindset and just focus so much on defense and limit possessions, and you know only shoot thirty five to forty percent, but they're playing such good defense on the other end that it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, I think that they probably have a little more firepower than your typical Virginia team, but yeah, I mean that's that's kind of how they have been. That's what. That's what kind of led them to being so good for most of this year. Let's go, Virginia. My gosh. Are we going to beat Duke? How delicious would that be? This, this is a real-time trending down. Are so we're recording this, okay, I was gonna we're say, recording this Monday. Play. We're recording this Monday. There's currently five and a half minutes left in the second half of this Virginia-Duke game. And Duke is on upset alert in Cameron. How delicious would that be? A Virginia team that, A, uh, is probably as bad as a Virginia team as we've seen here in recent years. And also, like, that's one of the weird – like we always talk about how Virginia owns North Carolina. Virginia never beats Duke. It's a weird it's a weird thing you'd think they would. But and like Duke beat, really, or not Duke, North Carolina beat Virginia by like 25 this year. They crushed them. And now this yeah. and so it's like you know this Virginia team sucks. And yet a Virginia team that almost never beats Duke could potentially be pulling off an upset over Duke. Do you, do you, after this game, we should look this up. Will, will we have the double parity circle in the ACC? Oh. Oh, how many parity <laughs> circles can we get? We'd like a parity Ten rings kind of deal. Oh boy, I love that. <laughs> no, I don't know if it, it's probably worth mentioning. L.J. Cryer did not play in the Kansas Baylor game. He is Baylor's leading scorer still. I, I, I just think they've got kind of a, 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 they're more balanced, right? They don't, they don't have any one singular guy who's going to like go off for them consistently and like be the man. They've got just a bunch of solid guys. I don't know. I, I still feel decent about Baylor. I think Baylor's an okay team. I don't think Baylor was ever the best team in the country. They got ranked that high because they kind of crushed some ass. But I, I'm really impressed with Kansas. I'm back on Kansas. I think Kansas is amazing now. Last week I said they sucked. I think they're amazing now. I'm riding that high. No, I, I don't think that. But I do think – I don't know. It's just weird, man. College basketball is just weird. Like, how do you explain just getting absolutely blown out by Kentucky and then a week later just blowing out Baylor? It's weird. I know, and it's one of the things I love about college basketball is, like, you know, you can have a team that just plays their best game of the year, and then the next game they just come out flat. Yeah. I guess they're and, 19 and they're nineteen and 20-year-olds, you know. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Now, another team, you know, that's – sorry, I'm still watching this game. <laughs> um, <laughs> another team that's just sort of flying high right now and – you know, probably had one of the better weeks in all college basketball this week was uh, Duke just hit a three. Is the Wildcats of Arizona and like, and like people are starting to talk about them more and more. I I almost feel like they're still not being talked about enough. 
This is oh, a team they that the, it's like because they play in the Pac-12, and the only people who give the only people who give the Pac-12 respect are you, Titus, and Tate. Yeah, that, the only the, literally the only three people. You're a Pac-12 stand, and Bill Walton, I guess he's he's really carrying the water for them. Bill Walton impression right now. Well, you know, John, it'd be really nice if Virginia could get a stop here and really put these uh these Dukies in their place because. Oh my god! I saw a Dookie on the bench slap the floor. Fuck that! I hate. Oh my! It might have been the grandson. It might have been that Savarino. (sighs) Have you seen it yet? Let me know when you see it. Um, but no, they're nineteen and two now. And I was watching this game, and like, remember, like last year we were talking about um USC, and you know they're the Mobley twins. It, or not Mobley Twins, but Mobley Brothers, and how like they were able to just affect games during the tournament from the inside, which is how tall they were. Yeah. And and I'm watching them. They have Azulas Tabellas, they have Christian Coloco, and they have Umer Balo. All three are just they're all they're all like Evan Mobley size. They're big as hell. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's gonna be interesting to see like they're gonna present some matchup problems come tournament time. And, you know, it's not, that's not a secret. Like, this team could make a big run in the tournament, like an Elite Eight Final Four level run. I actually am kind of, I, Arizona's always a team that I like enjoy. And I find my, I'm not like an Arizona fan, but I feel like it's one of those, it's like a secondary team that I, that I kind of find myself rooting for on a yearly basis. For some reason, something about Arizona just appeals to me. I'm not as high on them as, as a lot of folks. Um, You're not. I don't like their guards. I'm still scared of their guards. Uh, Do I know you not like the Kirk Creese swag- swagger? No, I don't think he's good. I think he kind of sucks, actually. Like, he makes, but like, two he- or three shots a game. He cocks off big time, and so you're like, ooh, that guy's good. But he's, like, three of 11. You know what I mean? Um, I respect him. Yeah, I know I know you probably do. And I, I'm sure the casual fan, like, loves Kirk Creese just because he's, he's fucking weird. You know, he's a whitey with a, with a headband who takes, like, bomb threes. He's kind of everyone, right? He, he kind of represents uh, – all of us. I, I still don't think he's that good, though. And and I, I do. I agree, though. I do like their size. I mean, Coloco Tubelis, if he can get healthy, is a big deal. If he's not healthy, then that size thing is a is a problem. But like, they're not just big up front. I mean, like, you know, Ben Matherin, who's who's a rock star. Big fan of Ben Matherin. He didn't even do that much this weekend. Like against UCLA, he struggled, and against USC, he really didn't give much. And they still got those two wins, which is which is impressive. But you have him, and you have Dallin Terry, who's been playing well on the wing. Um, he's kind of a combo guard, but he, he's like six six. So like they have big perimeter guys, they got big post guys. So I do think there's like the components are there for like a a defense that could really overwhelm people. Uh, I I'm worried about them in the tournament just because I don't trust their their guards, and I do think they'll run into a team. They play at like one of the fastest tempos in the country, and I just think someone in the tournament will slow them down and like muck it up. And I don't love their half court. Like I don't love their half court offense. I think they're. I don't know. I, I like Arizona. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm. I'm doing the t- the Tate thing, and I like the guy. You know, after I just trash him, I think they're a good team. I don't see like top three or four team in the country though. I think they're good, like top ten. Yeah. But I don't know. I could see them lose. I, I think they're susceptible. I think I would not be shocked if they get knocked out a lot or like a, a round like last year's Illinois. I wouldn't be shocked yep. if they get knocked out a round earlier or two rounds earlier than people think. Okay. That's fair. Watch and as you're saying, that'd be cool. As you're saying that, I thought of there's a euphemism that you used to use all the time that I haven't heard you say in forever. It's easier to what is it? Easier to slow down a team than to speed them up. Yep. So, you know, look out for that come tournament time, especially especially the play Virginia. Or I don't know. That, Baylor. Virginia is the only slow team I know. Nova, it's just my go-to. Nova's, Nova's Virginia now. <laughs> yes, a Nova, Nova. Yeah, Nova beats UConn without Justin Moore. Yeah, they've beat they beat call UConn should call Nova their daddy. Apparently, they've beaten them five times in a row. Welcome to the Not Big many. East, UConn. We run this shit," said Nova. <laughs> I gotta pull up that box score. It was basically Colin, Colin Gillespie, and you know, you go into that game thinking like I, I remember at the beginning of the year when we were doing Big East preview stuff, I was like, you know, I could think UConn is going to be the type of team that's going to give Villanova a ton of problems because they are so big, not just big up front, like they got big guys inside, but they're big on the perimeter, they got big physical guards, 
And uh, the best player on the floor was Villanova's undersized big man, Eric Dixon. He had like 25 and 12 or something. He was a force. And the best player for UConn is that Adama Sanogo, who looks like he's sculpted from stone. Like he's just like a big, beautiful center. I might just start. And Dixon kicked his ass. I might just start having a um, a segment on every show where it's just like this is the big, like the massive person of the week. And big I man just, of the week? No, not not big man. Like massive guy. Like this guy was built in a gym. Not. I would. I think you should do that. I feel like you yeah. are the type of person I, who respects big guys. Well, how many times do I text you just randomly? Like you know, this Eric Dixon or, or Adonis Anogo? Like this guy's massive. He's so big. Dixon <laughs> made him look small. He's too small for Eric Dixon. All right, yeah, let's start right now. Uh, John, John, I almost, I almost said my full name there. <laughs> Smalls God, is I'm I'm massive. I'm on mute. I bet you Billis is just like popping a boner for how big Trevor Keels is. <laughs> Smalls uh, is massive dude of the week. Trevor Keels, no, uh, coffee cockburn. He's not he's small. Big. Yeah, no, he's he basically big. be the poster child of that. Yeah. So yeah. New segment. Uh, let's see. Kentucky Bama. Was that even worth watching? I didn't even watch it. I'm just kind of bored with Bama. I feel like we've talked about Bama ad nauseum. I don't know if there's anything else to say. Bama's just like, I don't know. They shot three of 30 from the three-point line. Bama is the team that you make note of when they play, but then you just check at halftime to see if it's worth watching. Like They yeah. might be down by 10. They might be up, 10, up by 10, and it doesn't matter if they're playing um, Oral Roberts or Auburn. Like, it could be either or. Well, I feel like every year there are there are a handful of teams that we go into the year expecting them to be something. And for whatever reason, they, they just give you a little taste of it at some point in the year where you're like, Bama, is that this year for me? Where we just keep waiting for them to turn into something we thought they were going to be. And it's like, we're so slow to do this. They're just not, they're just not that good. And they're not bad. But they're not what we thought they were going to be, and I think ex- ever expecting them to be, it's not their fault anymore. It's our fault for expecting this. And that's just kind of how I feel about Bama. Bama's like 14-9. and nine. I mean, their record's just not not that good, and I, I don't know. I'm just kind of – I'm bored with it. I'm bored with Bama. I'm bored with Nate Oates for a while. Like, uh, just get me to the tournament, see if they can make some noise, but I feel like they're they're not going to. Where, do, where does our boy Joey Brackets have them? There. Well, last time he did. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. He probably I'm had re- like a five seed or something. Yeah. Are we for real here? There's no way. No, that's where they're at right now. On I mean, and granted, this was as of last Friday. But that's three days ago. And they've only lost to Kentucky since then. How the hell are they a five seed? Yeah, I don't know. I guess you find tell me the six and seven seeds, and I'll uh, and I'll and I'll tell you if that team should be. Uh, let's go through the sixes. We got UConn, Texas, LSU, Tennessee. LSU's dropping. Tennessee's yeah. kind of Tennessee's kind of dropping. Uh, UConn. I don't know if they've really done much, but I don't know. Maybe Bama is a five seed. Texas will uh, after this weekend. I, I I don't know if he comes out with it on Tuesday, but Texas will jump the. Jump Bama, especially after they uh, took that fork that we stuck in them last week and stuck it into Iowa State. Yeah, we'll see. They got a big opportunity. They play Kansas tonight, as we rec- we're currently recording, and they're going to be playing here in about ten minutes. No, and Texas Texas gets a twenty point victory. Um, uh, but yeah, do you have any other up or any other games you want to talk about from Saturday? Uh, let me think here. Let me look at my trusty notes. You had it. You had it noted. You had it. Rutgers dominated Michigan State. I don't know if you want to talk about that one at all. Is Rutgers like? Could they play themselves into tourney bound? Uh probably not. I mean, sure. Why not? I mean, it's the Big Ten, so it's like, can they? Can they potentially? Do are the opportunities there for them to do it? Yes. Um, I don't think they're good enough. But I think what what Rutgers I think has shown is to be a team that is good enough that if you. They're good enough to upset people, right? They beat Purdue. They beat Michigan State by a lot. You know, I mean, I think there's. Did you, did you see up. me? Ce- did you see me celebrate? Oh, let's go, Reese Beekman. <laughs> Have some, bitch. Let's go. <laughs> just uh. a live, uh, live that you will get a day late is uh, Virginia just got an and one. They're about got some to... guns. All right, Reese Beekman's about to. Sh- 
I saw that too. Reese Beekman. Oh, he misses the free throw though. Reese. High game. Duke has it with under two minutes to go. Anyways, who are we talking about? Texas. Heard the name Reese. I'm a fan. Or no, who are we talking about? Oh, oh Rutgers. Yeah, I don't know. They they beat Purdue. Now they beat Michigan State. I mean, they're they just and then they lost to Minnesota, and Minnesota had like six guys. So they're just weird, but they're good enough to beat somebody. You know. Was it minute? Was it Minnesota that won a game or had a game where they had like there's a game where like a team ended with like four players left on their team, and they played a few. You don't remember this? That was a few years ago. Uh, I can't. They anyway, played Alabama. Whatever. Alabama had four guys or three guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, and I don't know enough details to really speak on it, so we're, we'll get off that. They almost lost. Um, the game. Minnesota almost lost the game. Yeah, they were playing against Alabama when uh, remember Colin Sexton. Yeah. He was a freshman at Bama. Um, they were playing, and I don't remember. It was some sort of a tournament or something. And, yeah, the, there was like a big – was there like a fight or what? Something happened yeah. where like a bunch of Bama a kids – A bunch of guys ejected, got ejected. And they yeah. had to finish the game with like – was it five on three? I think it was five on three. And Gophers, the Gophers were up by 20 going into and the they, five on three. And, and then they – To like five. Yeah, they basically lost that portion of the game. Odd. Kihei Clark goes for a reverse layup and just gets swatted. Wait, that's not Kihei Clark. Crazy amount of – you know what's crazy here that I'm sure nobody would believe if you just told them is that Duke shot like 18 free throws in the second half and Virginia shot four. I think everyone would would believe that. Just shocked, right? Yeah. Did did Theo John grab the net? Can you grab the net like when you're trying to block a shot? No, you can't touch the net at all. Yeah, he grabbed the net there. Fuck yeah. I think – Oh, they are reviewing it. Anyways, He's a Minnesota uh, kid. You have to be a fan. I love Minnesota. <laughs> I love Theo John. I love Target. Um, anyway. Caribou. Uh, yep. Let's see here. Do you want to talk? I know Thursday you had that Colorado State, San Diego State. Do you want to talk that one at all? Last one from Saturday. Auburn beating Georgia by two points. Uh, yes. Here's the new weird thing that I'm just like irrationally. Here's the, here's the weird thing I'm irrationally obsessed with now is Katie Johnson's shot total versus assist total. Uh, it was 22 shot attempts, zero assists on Saturday. <laughs> wow. He's, he is. Uh, he's looking. He's looking out for numero uno, which is KD Johnson. Should we be worried about Auburn because they seem to have these games on the road? Where granted they have one losses here, but these games on the road they just seem to be too close for comfort. And I'd be curious to see what is their because obviously tournament games are neutral sites. What is their record in neutral site games this year? Well, they're only lost uh, in the neutral yeah. site, so there you go. Yeah, so, uh, they have more uh, neutral site than they do at home or away. True. <laughs> um, I would Be say scared. this: I'm not worried about Auburn. I mean, every team it seems like you you make a every single team around <laughs> the country. We did this, you know. Like, should we be worried about you know Duke barely beating some of these ACC teams? Should we be worried about you know Gonzaga doing this? Should we be worried? Every single, not every single. I mean, you're not just going to win by over 20 every single game. You know, it's just not going to happen. I would be worried about this, and it kind of goes back to my Katie Johnson shot total obsession. Uh, Katie Johnson and Wendell Green combined for 39 shots on Saturday. Jabari Smith had seven. That's not good. Is there an identity crisis kind of thing going on without, like, do do we get a little too – it's always easier for guards to, like, dominate games because guards have the ball and they can control how many shot attempts they yep. get. And if some of those Auburn guards get a little too into themselves and are like, hey, it's my time now, it's like, eh. Not yet. Let's well, make sure we get to our big guys. Oh, I missed guys, it. I hate Because our big guys are way better. Uh, that's what I would – that's how I kind of feel about Auburn. So List of list of Auburn guys as it should be for field goal, like from most to least. Jabari Smith. Yeah. Kessler. Um, Jabari Smith, then I would probably say like Katie Johnson or, or – uh, or No, Wendell give Green. it to Kessler. Give it to Kessler. And then well, – Kessler's going to probably take about seven or eight shots a game, and they should all be layups and dunks. Yeah. You know, but, like, in terms of, like, him trying to make his own shot, like, you know. But, I, I, yeah, Jabari Smith should be in, like, the 15 range probably. He takes, like, 10. J.D. <laughs> Johnson takes, like, 13. He takes a lot, man. That's probably it from Saturday. I mean, it was it was a it was a loaded day. You, you mentioned Texas knocking out Iowa State in a big way. Um, we kind of talked – we kind of touched on – Arizona beating UCLA on Thursday, which is a big win. I mean, UCLA then also got upset. Whoa. I've had this game on mute. I didn't even realize Billis isn't even doing this game. That blows my mind. You'd think Billis would do every single Duke game. 
Did he get demoted? Is Maybe, Jay okay? uh, is it, There's is no way they're having him do the Kansas did, game. No way. Did he hurt, did he hurt his back at halftime because this game is close? Ooh. That would be that would be very Duke. <laughs> All right, Biggs. I uh I think I think we're ready to uh debut a new little section of our podcast called uh trending up, trending down. I like it. And and also stick a fork in them. I believe you had that one in there too. Yeah, it's a, now, work, it's a work in progress, so it's not going to be perfect. It's a lot like my first year as a teacher. Every time I do some sort of a lesson, I go, you know, you're my guinea pig class. I tell it to every class. Though. Yep. Now, uh, let's see. Who do you want? Let's, let, we'll each do one of each, uh, trending up, trending down, and stick a fork in them. And stick a fork, I don't know where. We probably go wherever we want with this. It doesn't necessarily mean they're not making the tournament. It could just mean that they might make the tournament, but then they're just going to get dominated in the first round or something. I like it. There. Um, so it's up to you, but trending, actually, I'm going to let you pick one and then you say who your team is. And as you do that, I, 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 I'll be honest. And cause I am an honest Abe and you are a teacher. I have not done my homework. So as you're speaking, I might let you do all three to be honest. And then it gives me more time to come up with mine. Well, as a teacher, I am used to students not doing their homework. I am used to kids cheating on their homework, cheating on tests. That's why I just like, don't give credit for homework because I know kids are going to cheat on it. So I'm not going to give free points to kids who cheat all the time. Um, that's that's like a new thing that I'm working out this uh, this semester is I'll give kids reading assignments and then I'll have them answer questions. I'm never going to give them points for it because I know most of them just go to SparkNotes. And it's the circle Perfect. of life. I get it. High school kids cheat. It's the way it goes. Uh, but you I'm not going too. to reward cheating. You did it too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Although I will I will tell you right now, we had uh, we had some tests last week. And we have a new uh, system where we can kind of see what the kids are doing on their computers and stuff. It is incredible how blatant kids cheat now. Really? Just, just absolute blatant cheating on a I test. I never did. I no, I can't sure. imagine. Like, everybody gets kind of the wandering eye, right? I, I, I would be lying if I said I never looked at someone I was sa- I sat next to, like, if I never looked at, like, their paper or something. But uh, these, these kids, there are kids who will just literally Google the question while they're taking a test. Where, where's the integrity? We have no integrity. Yeah, no. I'm blown away. What commentary? It's sad. I, I hate it. Anyway, um, trending up. Here we go. I've, I've got a handful of just every category, really. But you know, the first one I'm going to go with. We touched on Illinois. We touched on – well, we haven't really touched on Illinois. But Illinois, we touched on Arizona. I'm going to go with Arkansas. For trending up. Now yeah, – It's trending up. They've won, I think, seven games in a row. How much of this is due to them starting off the year trending so down? Yeah, for sure. I think I think now if you were to, to at the beginning of the year say twenty three games into the year Auburn is going to be or, or wow twenty three games into the year Arkansas is going to be seventeen and six. Would you have said better or worse? I'd say about about there, just because of how tough the SEC is. Yeah. And I, and then and that's their record right now. They are seventeen and six. I think they've okay. won seven games in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Let's see. Auburn is Arkansas. My gosh, I'm struggling here. Arkansas is eighteen and five. Never mind. They're not seventeen and six. They're eighteen and five. That's even better. Probably we would have probably said that, right? Not sure if you're aware, but eighteen and five is better than seventeen and six. Yeah, they're eighteen and five. I mean, all of a sudden. Now, the problem is, is they did nothing in the non-conference, which just absolutely killed them. And they had some horrendous losses. I mean, realistically, you know, you, you're losing to Oklahoma by 20-something, losing to Hofstra, losing to Vanderbilt was weird. They had a stretch in the at the beginning of January where it was just like the wheels were coming off. They haven't lost in a month. They haven't lost since the since the, uh, since the the 8th. And they beat LSU. They won at LSU. That was before LSU was in free fall, which uh, we might be touching on that one. They beat Texas A&M before Texas A&M was kind of in free fall. Another one that we could touch on. Now I'm looking I'm looking through some of their wins, and they have beaten a lot of teams who seem to be headed towards kind of a free fall or in the trending down category. Uh, West Virginia is another one, probably in the trending down category. But I mean, they're beating teams that are, that are decent teams, right? Teams that we think are okay. So it's not like they've just mopped up on, you know – the, the bottom feeders of their league. They, they've picked up some solid wins. Now, they haven't beat the high-end teams. That's that's coming, right? They play Auburn on Tuesday. They play Tennessee later in the week. I think Kentucky's coming up. So the tests are there for them, but I think they've 
they've righted the ship in that, like, you feel good now about them maybe going into those games. Like, I feel like the vibes are right. Whoa, Virginia just took the lead with 0.7 seconds left. Let's fucking go. Who up? Oh, my gosh. All the fans. Oh. All the Duke fans are sitting there crying. I love it. Anyways. All right, At least the 69. <laughs> oh, wait. What? I, oh, I see. Never mind. I love Tony Bennett. He's the man. Oh, a three-pointer by someone. Is that good? Was it an actual three? Are they going to find a way to turn this into a two? That's fine. Oh, no. That was yeah, Reese. My guy Reese. Reese. Love That's that, dude. Reese. Oh, my gosh. I love it. This makes Saturday a little more bearable now. Anyways, I'm actually going to start with Virginia a – now? Let's go. <laughs> I love Virginia. They're my favorite team. My favorite team, they, too. They they gave North Carolina one of their wins this year, and then they're beating – That was damn decent of them. <laughs> the the uh, What's it saying? The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yep. Yep. So You're perfect. Um, I'm going to start with a stick of fork in them here, Biggs. All right. And I also do have my trending up picked already, so – I'm I'm two two out of three way there. So two out of three ain't bad. Meatloaf sixty seven percent. Is that still an F in the grading scale these days? Brandon Valley's grade scale is weird. Eighty two percent is a C plus. That sounds about right. I, I, no, it college, doesn't. Was, college was different than high school. College, it, oh, I don't know what yours was in high school, but no, I you get eight out of ten. That should be a B minus. I remember. Oh, so you think it's. Yeah, that, and that's what I expect. But in high school, I remember mine was different. It was like high school was like ninety three to hundred was A, and it was like eighty five to ninety two is a B. That's wild. That's yeah. insanity. Because then I got to college, and it was like ninety one. It, it was like anything in the nineties was an A. Anything in the eighties was a B. Look at this anything. clock right now on the TV. It's like zero colon zero point <laughs> one one or something. It's like what the hell is this? Oh, leave, it to, shit. leave it to them to do this for Duke. Who's, who's this guy throwing it in? Is that his grandson? I've never seen this number 34 for Duke. I'm I'm like 10 seconds behind you, but you can spoil it for me. Oh, boy. They, they're actually getting a shot off. Oh, and Paolo hits the top of the backboard. Anyways, so my <laughs> my stick of fork this in them. This Christian Leitner moment. My stick of fork in them. Okay. I, actually, I actually had some expectations for them this year. <clears throat> and you and I both talked about them, and we routinely – mention this team's name just not necessarily for the actual team but that is florida state i have them in my stick of fork in them oh do you actually i I stole them computer they (laughs) they are now 13 to 9 6 and 6 in the acc and they've lost their last four they're on a four-game losing they blew their wad beating duke i mean they won a couple games after that game um since they beat miami but since oh, then, maybe that's lost, what it is. Lost to Virginia Tech, lost to Georgia Tech, lost to Clemson, and lost to Wake Forest. And they're also dealing with the injury bug a little bit. Um, yeah. Naheem McLeod's dealing with injuries. Anthony Polite's dealing with injuries. And I saw today Malik Osborne is missing your, your the rest guy, of the season. Malik Osborne. Yep. And so I'm sticking a fork in them. They are not even going to sniff the tournament. They won't even be shown during Selection Sunday, like, sweating it out. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bummer. I think Florida State is a team that we, uh, we've we come to just assume is going to be good, and they haven't really been all that good. They're not very Florida State-y. They are like Boston College-y. Wow, I don't know if they're that bad. Okay. Anyway, they're not great. You're right. <laughs> I'll do another stick of fork in the team for you. Okay. Let's, keep the, let's keep the stick in the forks. Let's keep the fork. Let's keep the fork talk. Let's keep forking. Okay. <laughs> Michigan. Maybe this is a one that the fork was already in there, but uh, I, I think Florida State you know, we came in with high expectations. Like if we would have started this a month ago, I think we already would have said it about Florida State, Michigan. It's just yeah, we're now probably. we're just well, we're just Florida now State, getting out to it. Florida State it. gave us some hope by knocking out Duke, and then they beat Miami, yeah, and now they've lost four in a row. So it's like, well, you win that's those. True. You think of those two of those two wins as like a that's a springboard. They win their next four, and now they're seventeen and five or whatever. You know they're they're probably on the on the uh, knocking on the door. But yeah. Michigan, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's a cop out. Maybe the stick of the fork in the Michigan got the fork oh, stuck in the thirty to Carolina. It's Here's fair. another stick in the fork one. Then how about this? No, I don't even go with Michigan. I'll say BYU. Yeah, because they got blown out by Gonzaga again. Crushed. They got absolutely yeah. destroyed. They were down by over forty at one point in that game. I think or like thirty five. And and it would be and now you you could live with that right? It's like okay, well, uh, you know, bigs and smalls. Uh, 
everyone gets killed by Gonzaga. That happens. You're going to hold that against BYU? BYU lost to Santa Clara and Pacific, and they got blown out by uh, by San Francisco. Gonzaga was the fourth loss in a row. BYU's yep. they're they're in a bad way right now. I think they've lost four yep. games in a row. I think they're seventeen and six. Like they're they're in a bad way. Okay. I think they might make the tournament, but I, th- I think they're in legitimate trouble. Okay. All right. I'm uh I'm actually in in order to not steal another one, I'm gonna go with the trending up. But you did trending up first, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna go like they're trending up this season for sure, but I'm gonna go a little a uh, little further with it because I just feel, and I've said this before. I just feel like their program is trending up because Houston, after they lose uh, Marcus Sasser and uh, I'm blanking right now, Tremont Mark, Tremont Mark. It's like they lose these guys and they just it's like they just pick someone. Like, like, if, like, if Houston, like, say if Houston is destined to have, say, a 15 points per game score and then a 12 points per game score and then a 10 points per game starter score, and then they lose, like, the 15 out of 10, they just pick from, like, a 5-point-per-game score and be like, all right, you're going to be the 15 points-per-game score now, and they just insert that person into the box score as at the end of the game. You know what I mean? Sprinkle, like they, sprinkle our magic pixie dust on them yeah. and like, turn them into all-conference guys now. Because, like, Marcus Sasser goes down, and they're like, all right, Jamal Shedd, we need more out of you. Yep. And he's like, okay. It's I'll, your I'll, 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 I'll score some more. Um, <laughs> we'll Josh, Carl, Josh Carlson, you're only averaging like seven points per game. We need we need we need like twelve out of you now. Let's go. And so it says a lot to you know. You you always see these flash in the pan programs where they have like a good season, they make like a deep run or something. But and I've said this before, but like I love it when these teams get to a point where they just sustain this excellence, no matter. Like they get a bunch of like four star, not necessarily all five star guys, but four star and three star. But like they can just like pick and choose. They're like, all right, this year you're gonna be the point guard and you're gonna average seven assists, and then they, the guy just goes and does it. I love it. Yeah, hundred percent. And and Houston is on like a this is like the fifth year in a row where they're rock solid. I mean, the year that Michigan, the year the, the twenty eighteen when Nova won the title, they beat Michigan in the championship game. People forget Michigan should have lost in the second round. The kid made it like a half quarter to beat Houston. That Houston team was like really, really good. They were legit. Uh, I think Rob Gray was their point guard, right? He was, he was a stud in the man bun. He was a, he was a beast. Um, and then the next year they get to the sweet 16 and give Kentucky all they want before Kentucky goes to the elite eight. The year after that, when COVID takes them out, like Houston was trending towards probably like a two or three seed. They were awesome. Last year, they're a two seed. They get to the final four this year. I, I think this is probably, as as like as like, it's super impressive how they're they're piling up these wins. Now, I, I I do think like they're probably the if they're a two seed like that's the two seed you want in your bracket just because at some point the talent will probably catch up to them. But they, I mean, what's wrong with winning, right? We just keep piling up years where we pile up 27, 28, 29 wins, and who knows? You get to the tournament with the way they play defense and rebound, it just kind of out junkyard dog you. We were talking about this. I mean, if you play against like an Arizona team. Houston's nowhere near as talented, but with the way they play, why couldn't they win? Yeah, no, I agree. So, and which is why I picked them. Yeah, I, I that's a great pick. Great. All pick. right, so I think wow, five we, minutes we, into we, the game, Arizona State is up ten on Arizona already. I got the Kansas Texas game on. All right, we're both to down to just we each have a trending down. So who you got here? I've I've got a handful that I'll just kind of rapid fire, and I'll give you one that you want to pick. Okay, uh, San Diego. Oh, I, I've got one in my head. I've got one in my head. So if I'm just gonna Here, you give me way. yours, and then I'll rapid fire the ones that that uh, that that you yeah. don't pick, maybe because I bet you we're on a similar wavelength. Because we're, so I'm, gu- I'm guessing you have mine as one of them, especially because we just spoke about them earlier this okay. podcast. And this is a team that was flying high earlier on in the year. They were they were on the same wavelength as Arizona. Um, and since then, Arizona has you know continued that trajectory. This team has just sort of like came down the roller coaster. All the way down. It started off the year twelve and zero, and since then they have been four and seven. Do you know who I'm talking about? Go Tigers! No, not oh. Tigers. What, what do I know? Iowa, Iowa State. Yeah, I had them in my stick of fork in them category. To be honest, oh, you guys, you had them in stick of. Uh, yeah, they could be there too. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, like I, because I, I just looked at Lenardi. They're they're like a seven seed currently. Um, that is excluding that loss against Texas. 
Yeah, like they're probably even further than that. But yeah, I mean, and their losses are against Baylor, Oklahoma, Kansas, Texas Tech, TCU, Kansas, Texas. Like those are all still like you can justify each of those. But that's just the thing. You can justify it because all those teams are probably better than them. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's not um, like they're getting upset. Those teams are just we feel like they're better than them. Yeah. And but like they're sort of they're punching outside of their weight class. Is that a thing? They were. Yeah, and now and now the the weight class is punching back. Yeah. And you know, so my like they started punching down. up with the heavyweights and the heavyweights are like sit down, bitch. <laughs> they're basically like uh they're like bench pressing 225, but then like they got they did like 20 reps and then like the 21st one they couldn't get done and then uh they fell on them and they died. And then like Baylor, Oklahoma, Kansas, they all had to like come like lift it off them. And they're like, okay, <laughs> we, we get a win. All right, let me rapid fire a couple trending downs at you, and you can just pick the one that you like the most. San Diego State, Texas A&M, six straight losses after a pretty good start to the year. Miami, two and three, since that win over Duke. In first place in the ACC, no longer. Uh, or the Johnny Davis Player of the Year campaign. He had four points in a win over Penn State on Saturday. I'll go with that Johnny Davis because like, I, w- I was considering Wisconsin as my trending down too. <clears throat> Not Wisconsin. They, I think Wisconsin's fine. I just think they, Johnny they're Davis. Not as much of a, the they're not as much of a free fall. But like with Johnny Davis's campaign going down, so does Wisconsin's um, stock. Yeah, I can see that. Like, he made them John, relevant. You know how John Rothstein does like the buy stock. Like he's got like the tweets saying like sell Wisconsin stock. Like, but he just hasn't like. You should have sold your Johnny Davis stock two weeks ago. He, he, he could have gotten he just some hasn't for it. Cli- he just hasn't clicked submit yet. Yeah, yeah, I'm with yeah. you. I'm with you. Yeah. No, no, I, I like this. I think this is something we could we could continue growing this trending up, trending down kind of thing. It's kind of a winners losers kind of deal, but it's in the season, so yeah, I'm here for it. Let's keep that going. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> I love it. So like, I don't know if you listen to part of my take. Actually, I know you don't, I but don't. they they do a thing where they do like Mount Rushmore during a certain time of the year, so it's always four people. They also yeah. do like power ranking stuff at a different time of the year, but they always power rank four different things, so it's li- literally the same thing. <laughs> People can't resist power rankings. <laughs> All right. Um, should we get to everyone's favorite part of this of our podcast where we uh, scroll through yeah. the schedule? Yeah. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. This is going to be <laughs> an abbreviated deal because we're doing this on a Monday. Like we really don't have to – we don't have to scroll as much. So this is going to be a shorter yeah. a shorter scroll sesh. All right. Do we even need to look through Monday? We already talked we, – we, we live – we were basically announcers for that Duke game. So con- congratulations to us. Our first – Time yeah. announcing a live college basketball game. That felt good. Um, Kansas, Texas, it's already started. It's currently in commercial break, so I cannot give an update on score. Okay. Tuesday, jump ahead. Auburn at Arkansas. I think that could be a game. I think Auburn may fall from yeah. uh, the ranks of number one. Where is oh, that? I'm intrigued. That's Tuesday at 6 o'clock. No. I'm... Oh, it's at Arkansas. Arkansas. Okay. that we, we, We've talked about Auburn's woes on the road. Yeah. 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 Wisconsin at Michigan State. Also at six o'clock. We got Marquette UConn. Brandon at uh, Sioux Falls, Washington. Actually, Sioux Falls, Washington at Brandon. We've got Lipscomb versus Liberty. Ninth grade B team plays at 530. (laughs) I'll put my undefeated record on the line. Uh, Your volunteer. (laughs) (laughs) Undefeated record. Uh, do, do those count for your uh, career win totals? Like, do you get to claim those 30 years from now? I'm going to count them, yeah. I can, I can see you eventually work your way up to be like the varsity head coach and you're like, at like 197 total wins. You'd be like, no, 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 there's that one year. Where I'm actually at 2,000. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, Illinois Purdue, sort of a nightcap there. Yes, yes. That could be – that's that's probably the, uh, the ESPN Sonic blockbuster. That, that's the Cockburn Edie matchup that everyone's been dying to see. My wife is a Purdue fan now. She saw Zach Edie and she's like, oh my gosh, seven foot five. Like, she's like obsessed with him. Wow. He's large. I mean, seven women, foot five, it's probably proportional. Women, women, women just like tall guys. It's ridiculous. I know. That, that's that's a short man syndrome of the night. I hate it. It's not fair. Well, I mean, Zach Edie's seven five. He's so large. He makes Coffee Cockburn look small. <laughs> There's so many more ways you could go on with that. Uh, Wednesday, what you got here? What, what what you got here? What do you have here? What you got? 
Critique uh, my English, see. please. Wednesday. Anything good on Wednesday? Really? Is you could Tennessee, Mississippi State. Um, you know, everyone loves to watch Garrison Brooks. How's he doing this year? Eh. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's doing much. They're okay as a team. Not too bad. He's averaging 11.4, 6.6 rebounds. That's I think bad. that's about what he should be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's about it for Wednesday. Where, did I lose? Oh, there it is. It's a light night. Yeah. Uh, Thursday. Duke play Clemson twice? That's confusing. Oh, no, never mind. I'm looking at the wrong thing. Thursday, Duke Clemson, like you just mentioned. <clears throat> Moorhead, uh, Moorhead State at Belmont. That could be good. Belmont, Belmont avoided my stick of fork in them category. They were down over 20 on Saturday to someone bad, and they came can back and won a, in overtime. Can we stick a fork, fork in the Bonnies yet? Yeah, I feel like that's a one that, like, we, we already did that one. I, th- I think they're. Yeah. I think it's over for, like, the whole A-10 besides, like, it's a one. A-10 as a multi-bid league, stick a fork in that. Okay. Stick a fork in Coach K ever getting a win at North Carolina again. Don't speak too soon. <laughs> I love Tyus and Tate trying to say he's coming back. I hope they're not speaking that into existence. <laughs> uh, we actually have a decent Friday night game here, Biggs. UConn Xavier at six. Ooh, Brandon at Sioux Falls Lincoln as well. Yeah, boy. Yeah, I know. Uh, now let's get in the meaty day of the week, and that is Saturday. Is there much? Like, I, I don't know if this State- Saturday could. Fresno State at Colorado State on Friday as well. The Moby Arena. Moby. Isn't that like an artist? Isn't Moby I think an so. artist? He's like a yeah. bald guy. Yeah, because there's an episode of High My Mother where like, he had like a gun and stuff. He joins their he joins their crew. Yeah. Yeah. I started watching that again. Have you watched How I Met Your Father? No. I watched a couple yeah. episodes. It's not that good. It, it's not? Okay. I, no. I, and like, I would give it a shot um, just because I'm a, I'm a fan of the How I Met Your family of shows yeah how i met your in quotations family of shows um and hillary duff's in it so that 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 gives a little extra there too yeah i mean you watch it for nostalgia Ch- but like, yeah she's she's Ch- kind of child childhood crush there hillary duff yeah she's not she wasn't ugly back in the day lizzie mcguire yes uh yeah. let's see baylor texas on saturday yeah Oklahoma, Kansas. A lot of good games right away in that 11 to 12 o'clock. Texas A&M at Auburn, maybe. I don't know. They're in free fall, so probably not. Texas Baylor is probably the best game of the day. Why is that on ESPN2, though? Yeah, I'm just scrolling. Do you want to know why? It's so Auburn can be on ESPN so we can get Mike Schmitz on the call. Oh. Talking about Auburn's prospects. Mike Schmitz, your boy. Ugh. The nba vacation. Of college basketball is just awful. Yeah. Can we stick a fork in that? Unfortunately, no. That that's like the dinner hasn't even been served yet. They're just gonna okay, keep the, riding the hell out of that. It's awful. The the two best games of the day, okay, maybe not the two best. Two of the best might be at nine. Yeah. Both at nine. I St. think Mary's so. Gonzaga and UCLA versus USC. Two Pac twelve matchup matchups to watch for there. <sighs> yeah, unfortunately. Why do those both have to be at nine o'clock at night? It's just that's so inconvenient for me. I know. Like Big Dog's kind of trying to like live a life, you know, and like get, get my drink on. You're calling yourself Big Dog now. No, I was talking about my actual Big Dog. Okay, perfect. <laughs> he, he's a night owl. Sometimes he guards the oh, house shit. all day, and then when his shift is done, he goes and gets his drink on. Two thirty's got a couple matchups. Memphis at Houston is Memphis. I mean, Memphis we're kind of out on, but like I'm just kind of intrigued. I want to see if Memphis can get their asses handed to them because that could give me joy. We could stick a fork in Memphis every single week. Did I see? Okay, what's the deal with the money base? Is he no like idea. stepping away from the team? Is that the deal? Is he? Is he pulling the Jalen Johnson? Is he? He's irrelevant, man. I have no idea. Does he even play? I mean, I. I legitimately are we actually have no sure he's cool. good? No, I don't think we are. Okay. Let's see. They won eighty-eight to sixty over UCF. I don't know what day this was. Amani Bates did not play. I believe he has like a yeah. back injury, though. Oh, oh, it's a Coach K tribute. Oh my gosh, that ju- that can I just connected that? <laughs> You're so right. Probably is. 
<laughs> All right. If you don't have anything else, let's uh, end on a high note. High note with that joke. Let's do it. All right. Bye. Bye.